welcome to the Bromley Adult Education College Digital Drop-In Podcast, getting you back to work with confidence. I'm Jill Collier and welcome to episode 22 of the Digital Drop-In Podcast. Today I'm joined by Sam Matthews, who is not only a very proficient IT tutor, she also has an extremely creative side and is highly skilled in many disciplines, which I want to talk to her about today. So hello Sam. Hello Jill. Firstly, thank you very much for giving your time up today. I do sincerely appreciate it. Pleasure. Um, I know where you're up to now, but I I want to sort of start at the beginning, if you like, and Mm -hmm. find out how we got to this point that we're sitting in your beautiful art studio. Mm -hmm. So you took your degree in? So I took my degree in graphic design. But before that, I did an art foundation course. Ah. So for anybody that's sort of... I knew I wanted to do something creative at school, always. Um, And I had a very lucky teacher in the sixth form who knew the course. She knew which route to take. So I left school with my A-levels and uh, went to a foundation art school, which was at the time in Maidstone. Oh, right. So I did a year there. And in that course, we did everything. So I did a bit of... um, I did a bit of fashion design, graphic design, photography, animation. How lots. amazing! Yeah, so does each... that place still exist or not? So the college does, but I think it's been incorporated up now into um, West Kent College, maybe. Oh, right. I think okay. so. I think it's part of that uh, right. faculty now. Um, so I had a year of doing lots of different things, lots of different disciplines, and then that year we were then encouraged to apply for a degree. So I wanted to do fashion design. I was intent that this was going to be what I did. Um, I made my own clothes. I enjoyed like altering things, all that sort of thing. You're going to be the next Coco Chanel. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Flouncing around. Um, But one of the tutors there, she came up to me one day and she said, I think you should do graphic design. And I was like, really? Not sure. And she's like, no, I can see you've got an eye for that sort of design instead so I thought okay then so I applied to both routes got the graphic design degree um, so I went to Middlesex Polytechnic um, where is that I'm sorry so I'm that's sorry. North London it's going to say it's yeah, not Middlesex so it's, is it no it's it sort of it goes around the edge of London so I was at the um, the Cat Hill campus which is near Cockfosters oh gosh everybody knows Cockfosters it's at the end of the Piccadilly yes. line so I was there, and then they've got other sites that did other things. Um, right. So I was there for three years, um, loved it, came out in the middle of a recession mm-hmm. in 93, and worked in a pub for 18 months. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So uh, yeah, I couldn't get a, uh, anything creative to start with. Anyway, so then I uh, eventually landed a job in a corporate environment design group, uh, design department, sorry. So the, the company itself were management consultants and I was in the design department creating slide presentations using something called Claris Impact. 
No, I've never that, heard of no, it. Okay, Sorry. so that was the precursor to PowerPoint. Oh, really? Yeah, so that came along. So, uh, yeah, so I was at one point, they went, right, we're going to introduce PowerPoint to you all. And we all had to learn that instead. So it was Clara's first. Um, and I was there for probably about five or six years and learned everything I knew about, everything there was to learn about desktop publishing. Yes, you see, I was very familiar with desktop publishing. There were yeah. several precursors to where we are. Absolutely. There. So we were using PageMaker. Yes, PageMaker. Um, freehand. So besides the presentation work, which was our bread and butter, we did lots of other design work for just brochures and invitations mm. and, and um, pamphlets and things like that. So we were doing lots of different things. Um, for this management consultant and their clients, of course, as well. Yes. So we didn't just work for them. We worked Sam, could I just yeah. ask you, just mm. literally rewinding for two seconds, how did you even get that job in those days? Was it through the paper? Oh, an good agency? question. Good, good question. Okay, so it was advertised in the Guardian. Right. Um, there were two places at the time. So two people had left the firm, I think. So there were two places, and I was one of. 500 people that applied to that job how I was picked from that 500 people I will never know because skill well <laughs> or no, you know, I you knew. no yeah I don't know I don't I think to be honest knowing the design manager well now I would say probably it was just personality he just you know they interviewed however many people they interviewed and just mm. went so I had to take a portfolio right. which was basically work from my degree right yes. design degree which then basically was a series of um magazine covered designs um there was what else was in there i can't remember now there's lots of posters and invitations mm. and just you know the usual sort of print graphic yes. design yes. because of course the internet wasn't around at that mm. point so um Yes, I just took Sorry, that I interrupted along. you because yeah, I no, was just yeah. curious how you did get that job after yeah. such a lull from, from university. Yeah. So, but yeah, anyways, so, so I mean, basically, but that lull, that, that time of working in a pub, I spent all my time um, applying to jobs. So, you know, it was like just, you know, lots and lots Getting of... Getting um, a job is a full-time job, isn't it? It was, yes, <laughs> it certainly was. And of course, back then I didn't have a computer because nobody did. Mm. <laughs> so it was all like, you know, writing out letters and sending them off to companies. Um, so yeah and then I left there in 1999 so I stayed there from 94 to 99 um, when I left there it was around the time that in the internet was starting to sort of blow up a little bit mm. um, so I'd already dabbled in design at that point but only or, or web design sorry at that point but all I'd done at that stage was visuals so right. I had created visuals for a lot of uh, different com uh, not companies but yeah companies mm. we were working for it was things we were working on for them they were then sent off to an IT person who then did all the did HTML the coding, for me yes. and coding and everything yes. so all I'd done was like okay put a menu here and yes. put a picture here and I just said where everything was going to go um, and then my next job um, I was a design manager for a funny enough a training company ah. so but it was financial training so I was still in the corporate world um, and I basically managed just a very small team but during that time we sort of moved into the digital sort of world a little bit we didn't train it was all face-to-face -face training still at that point obviously um, but we wanted a website we wanted a presence online all that sort of thing um, so I took myself off to a night to night school and went to 
Birkbeck College, I yes, think, in yes. central London. So I went there two nights a week and learned how to build websites, basically. And then went back to my boss and said, right, I'm going to build you a website. So, um, so I did, did that one first of all. And that side of things evolved from there, just right. sort of just doing, a, yeah. just doing an evening class. Um, so I only stayed there. I didn't stay there very long, actually. And after that, I then moved to a series of um, contracted roles so where I only stayed at places for six months or a year contract mm. at a time doing and there yes, yes doing specific jobs and that's when things sort of started to really move because I was doing a lot of web design stuff as well as print I was still doing print but I was doing lot I was being exposed to lots of different things mm. which was quite nice yeah. Um, so yeah and that basically took me through to um, at the, so at this point, let me just think. But was this feeding your soul? I don't. No. I don't see you no, as it a wasn't. graphic designer. No, it's funny. I don't, because, I'm sure you're yeah, very good at I it. Because I do. Yeah. So I, that I do have that graphic design role, and I still build websites from time to time for people. Um, it's not my forte now because I, I just sort it, of it's, it it's evolved. So it's moved, moved so quickly, so and I quickly. Can't, haven't got the time to keep up with it. But no. I can. I can build a site. It will be quite basic. Um, but I'm just trying to think. I went freelance in 2002, I think. That's when I started doing the contract roles. So I was doing lots of bits and pieces. I was doing things for people on the side as well as a full-time contracted roles. Um, and then when I fell pregnant, of course, I was freelance. So I didn't have any mat leave or anything like no. that. Um, so I basically, after I had my first child I then um, was working from home with him in a playpen <laughs> going this isn't really working very well um, I, I tried that for a little bit and it, it sort of it seemed to work okay um, but I also like you say I'd lost the soul in it as well so I remember I remember leaving to go on maternity leave and thinking hmm I don't think anybody needs another website in the world. I don't think anybody really needs another brochure in the world. You know, it was all that. I was like, mm. sort of repeat, 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 just different client, different pictures, but, you know, the work was the same. Anyway, so then I went on maternity leave. I did a little bit of, kept my hand in with a few clients, but not so many. And then I got the request from Alicia to teach Photoshop at Bromley Adult Education. And to be fair, I said no. And I said no about three or four times. <laughs> she kept badgering me. And then I said, uh, well, I'll give it a go because she won't leave me alone. I'll give it a go. And if I hate it, I won't, I won't continue. Was this your first taste of sort of teaching in such yes, a in controlled such a manner? controlled manner. So right. I had, as a design manager, I had trained people of course and I had people under me who I was mentoring yes and that sort of thing but to me he? that's not no it no. wasn't it was completely different I thought um and the thought of standing up in front of a room of you know possibly 10-15 people and you know explaining how to do things and yes. how to learn things was um was a tricky one so anyway I said no to her and then um I, I left the first after the first session I sang the whole way home in the car. I was so happy. And I was so like, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. How and the sense of, mm. you know, like enjoyment and achievement and seeing the students get something out of the session was, um, 
And by the end of a first term or course, yes, you 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 just see how they flourished, and it's it's not a selfless act, is it at all? You you almost get pleasure from seeing how they have um, absolutely sort of grown within that 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 time. time. Yes. So then, to come full circle, then after so I so I started at Bromley Adult Ed at the end of two the idea for the art classes really came up a little bit later um so i was still i was still doing a little bit of design here and there Mm. Alyssa used to get me in to do all sorts of design design little pamphlets and things for her um Alyssa, just to explain is somebody that used to work what was a curriculum curriculum manager yes she was she she knew your talents anyway yes and she was she was my manager um Anyway, um, so yes, so yeah. what happened was, so it's interesting because actually Bromley Adult Ed helped with this because when my second child went to preschool, I decided that I wanted, instead of taking on more work, I wanted to use one of the mornings that she was at preschool to do a course at Bromley Adult Education. And I chose the painting class. Right. So I hadn't picked up a paintbrush really since I'd left college because you know there may be now and again in the holidays or something but generally speaking I didn't and then um so I went along to this class I was so nervous and I just thought oh god I'm not gonna be able to do this I had my old box from college same old it's down there Mm. the red one (laughs) so I had that and I just took that along and that was it really I just loved it Mm. um and the teacher was great as well so I, I did that for about probably about a year and a half, two years, two years And what were you getting from that then? Did you think, It was my time. It was completely my time. I wasn't Mm. thinking about this, taking this anywhere at all. Um, It was just my two hours a week when I was doing something that I really enjoyed. And I was, so it was just, that's all it was really. Um, And then, then we had the situation in 2016. 15 when there's rumblings of Widmore closing happened right so at that point the art teacher it was Amanda Webster said to me oh should we think about doing something that you know if we get made redundant should we do something together together something collaborative so it was her idea completely um, and I was like oh yeah okay then maybe I could I don't know so she knew my background she, you know, and she obviously realised that I'm a teacher, but you know, I, I could probably be able to teach this. So, um, anyway, we talked about it, and then she ended up staying on at Bromley teaching art. I stayed on doing digital skills, mm. but then thought, hmm, well, maybe I could you, give it a go. She planted the seed. Then I ruptured my Achilles. <laughs> And this gave me time over that summer to just sit back and really, really think about this idea. Mm-hmm. So while I was stuck in the kitchen next door with my leg up, I started hatching a plan. I started calling around church halls, mm-hmm. the school where my children were, were opening up the schools in the evening to um, potential adult education. Yes. So that was another little avenue I explored. Um, and yeah, so basically that's what I did. I thought, well, could I do this? I did loads of Facebook marketing, um, just you know, just out to friends, going, you know, if I did an art class, who would be interested? Mm. You know, if it, so, I tried that, and um, so then that was in the summer. I ruptured my Achilles. By September, 
I started my first class at Warren Road Primary School. I had five people enrolled and two of them are still with me. <laughs> and did you have, I mean, I think this is where I need to just start asking you a few questions. Mm. Um, was this, I'm starting a business? Was this, I'm just dipping my toe in because I don't know whether five even made it viable for um, yes. the rental of the room. Mm. What, what was your thought process at I, this point? Yeah, I suppose my thought process really was, let's give it a go, I've got nothing right. to lose. I suppose I, at the time, where we're we talking about 2015, I suppose at the time, the web design courses and the Photoshop courses at Bromley Ed Ed were starting to thin out a little mm. bit and I was getting more digital skills, yeah. less of the creative Ancient, side. Yes. And so I realized that if I was gonna stay, I needed something else that yes. was, was a little bit more creative. Um, so I thought I'd throw myself in at the deep end and with a paintbrush a and try try yes. it out. I didn't and really... were you theming it or, or well, how did you sell your first yeah, course? Yeah, so, um, good question. I can't, can hardly remember, to be honest. Um, I think, oh, don't worry. I, I just think wasn't I, sure I just put it, it on yeah, I, No, no, so the actual, or... no. So I decided that I wouldn't do a beginner's intermediate because you're narrowing down yes. the market where people go, oh, well, I'm too advanced for that. So yes. I just thought it was a, just a general... Mm all ability yeah. class and I still adhere to that I still to this day every class is an all ability and class. I think that's very I can remember my mum going to art classes and and saying that there I mean we thought her work was beautiful but you know in the grand scheme of things but that's what she said there was always a mixed yeah. I think it just works with the more kind of I, um yeah creative skills doesn't it it's I think not, it you haven't got does. to measure yourself against somebody else really you're all on your own learning journey yeah, aren't yeah you? everybody it's a bit like doing yoga you don't look at the person next to you on the next mat. You well, do I might. your own. You might do. You might do. But you you're doing your own practice, yes. and it's your own mindful space because yes. it is really. Mm. It's your time to switch off and do something creative. And I probably teach each lesson as if everybody is brand new to it. So as I explain the process of how you approach a new painting and what my thought process is as I start to do something. Yes. That is the same every lesson. So I would, so I'll have people that that will sit come in sit down and because they've been coming for a while they perhaps don't need to listen to that. That's fine. They can just get on and start work. Other people will sit and watch my whole demonstration and yeah. then start yes. their own version. Um, so everybody can take from it what they, they need mm. to. Um, and I do get people that start and go, well, you know, I haven't touched a paintbrush in 30 years since school and, and yeah. I'm going to be, you know, very rusty. And I say, well, just come along and try it. Because you might, mm. what I find is most people surprise themselves and often create something that is amazing, bearing in mind they haven't done yeah. anything for such a long time and they, they really surprise themselves. I would disappoint you, Sam. No, no, you really <laughs> wouldn't. And also... Uh, the other thing that I've found, I've learned over the years, everybody is very critical about their work. Um, we all love everybody else's, but we don't love our own. And we have Absolutely. to learn to just, if we don't love our own work, we have to learn to appreciate yes. it, if nothing else. Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, I often say to people, and they say, oh, I don't know, that doesn't look like it should look. And I'm like, yes, but you've got a portrait or you've got mm. a landscape there. Yes. The fact that you're comparing it perhaps to a photograph or mm. to something else or something else in your head 
that's immaterial. It? You've you've mm. put something on a page that looks that is creative. And it's there forever. Yes, it's their little, completely. Um, yeah, they're kind of thumbprint of something that yeah. happened in that time of their life. Mm, so completely beautiful. And also, it's about the process. So the other thing that I'm very keen to teach people is that it's not about the end result. It's not about the masterpiece. You know, nobody's going to create a van gogh every mm. every um session but it's about the enjoyment of the process as you know that you're doing it you know and most people say to me afterwards well you know it wasn't you know my it wasn't what i was expecting at the end but i enjoyed what i you know i enjoyed yes. doing it well that's that's and good that's, because i'm very guilty of that as soon as i start something when i started running the london marathon i'm thinking well i'll be finished soon <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to think of the 26.2 miles yeah. in between. You want to and think about the end. If I started my landscape or whatever, mm. I'd be thinking, oh, will it be finished yes. tonight? Yes. <laughs> and yeah, the thing about that is that it doesn't matter. There's no, there's no um, speed. Of, you, no. Know, you don't need to do it at a particular speed or anything. And also not to think ahead to what your end result is going to be. Right. Because sometimes actually... You just want change. to involve. You want it to evolve yes. and change as you work, or you might mm. you might look at somebody else's picture and think, "Oh, I quite like that colour." Or I might introduce that. Right. So things will yes. evolve. So um, it's very much let it flow right. rather than having a specific. This is what I've you know what, what I've got in my head. So I was aware that you were. I think I thought predominantly painting in church halls, mm. schools, wherever. At some point, what made you think, I'm going to build an art studio? I don't mean you physically yeah. put every brick in, but actually moving this so that... So I could be... I guess you have complete control then. You can run the classes whenever you I want. absolutely um, can, yeah. And, and you're not at anybody else's mercy. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know whether that was involved in the thought process yes. or um, it, what It certainly you? came into it. So uh, I would say sort of the last... Probably about 2018, 2019, we started thinking about this. We, we were thinking about sort of um, increasing the size of the house a little bit anyway. We kind of wanted to put a downstairs toilet in and bits and pieces. And we had an old conservatory that was on its last leg. So we had to do something with that because that had to go. Um, and then at the time I was running um, probably about three class, three art classes a week, two classes for children a week right. plus what I was doing at Bromley Adult Ed which mm. was Wednesdays and Fridays I think at the time basically on a Sunday night I used to pack the car with about 10 different bags yeah. one bag was going to one place another bag was going to another place horrific, and it? I was just it, mm. it was exhausting me just trying to work out where I was supposed to be when mm. let alone what you what, need. what equipment I needed and the amount of times I'd turn up and go oh I needed acrylic paint tonight oh I haven't got it it's at home you know or you know mm. it was it was getting a little bit confusing in that respect so we had the idea of uh building something and it was going to be a probably a cabin at the end of the garden we undenied about different ideas about that um you know if i teach down there do we need a toilet down there all that sort of thing and then mm. in the end we decided well actually let's just put it on the on the house instead mm. so it's an extension to the house 
so it can be sort of it's sort of off yeah. the side but it is part of it yeah. um, it's got its own separate door so it does feel yes. separate in that respect I can close the door to the house and I'm in here teaching but and it's also yeah. bringing people space. into your own home or bringing people into your art studio that is within your you know within your house or how yes. you like to look at it do you I mean well two things really You've, have you set up a business and did you need some sort of insurance I guess yeah. to, to do so, it from home as far as business is concerned no I haven't so I am still self-employed um yes. you know I've got lots of things coming does in it have different... a name or not yeah so I call myself artisan studio um, artisan. Artisan, yes, right. as in artisan. Yes. yes, my sister came up with that and she was very uh, pleased with that one. Yes. <laughs> She's a copywriter. So it, it is surely a business then? It is a business, absolutely. But te- yeah, but because I'm just a one man band, I've never sort of, yeah, it is a business. It is yeah. a business, yeah. 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 Um, so I keep, yeah, so the sort of art side of things, I suppose I keep separate to everything else yeah. that I'm doing. Um, so I'm sure you must have a cash book of some sort yes, that's oh, money absolutely. in and money out. Yes, completely. So it's a business. Yes. <laughs> and guess what I use for that? Excel. Excel, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and then as far as insurance is concerned, absolutely. So I did have uh, professional indemnity insurance anyway. Um, I'd had that since I had started. So um, at some point I did a little bit of corporate digital training in for a few clients in London still do mm. one of them actually and one of them insisted that I had so, indemnity so I yeah, got that in place that. when I then started teaching at home oh so when I started teaching art I just checked that it was okay to teach yes. children as well they were like yes as long as you get your DBS check done right. so of yes. course I did that um, they were like yes you were covered for children as well and then when I came moved home I called them again and said, right, okay, um, do I need to change my insurance at all? Um, And they said, no, you're already covered. So my professional indemnity insurance covered to work at home. The only specification they said was like, will you have a kiln? And I was like, no, I'm not doing any pottery. And they were like, well, because that's different. You I need extra. Say, you have a kilt. No, no, a kiln. <laughs> they were like, if you're doing any right, sort of yes. anything like that, where yes, you're using whole, an oven yes, yes. in your studio, then that would be a whole different ball game. Sure. So that was the only thing. So I was like, well, no, I won't be having one of those. So, so we've now gone from you. Um, I, I'm just curious because I think the listeners, mm. anybody that has a creative side that's being yeah. told, you know, you need to go and work in an office and do a bit of admin when it's just not Don't for you. Mm. Um, I'm just kind of, I'm still curious, I guess, how, um, so, I mean, I think that year's foundation was sounded the best year. I'm not sure yeah. that year exists anymore now. I've known a lot of my daughter's friends that did their foundation year at um, places like, um, UAL mm-hmm. and yeah. it doesn't sound quite as, quite as much fun and creative <laughs> as you know yeah. it, it was still very serious very stressful mm-hmm. um, I don't know if places like you, you went to exist where it gave you the flavour for so many things um, I loved that your teacher did feel the kind of the digital side was was where you should go, probably for so many reasons. Mm. I mean, it was the future. Don't forget, it wasn't digital then. Well, not digital. No, no. but but the, the graphics. The graphics. Sorry, the, the graphic design. Some sort of yeah, yeah. Graphic head, and she was right because I'm good at maths as well, and that yes. all comes into yes. it as well. Mm. But then suddenly, as we get a little bit older, and I'm not saying <laughs> old, you're a lot younger than me, but um, then 
I don't know. I, the only word I can come up, I think it feeds your soul. As in going back to basics mm. and doing actual proper art, if yeah. I can call it that. Yeah. You know, paper. Absolutely. Paints, back, back to the basics. Bit of watercolour, bit of acrylic. Mm. That, I think, must have fulfilled you in some way, surely. It really does. And creatively, it absolutely does. Because I found in lockdown, I did it slightly differently. So I didn't do mm. online lessons. I did online videos. Right. So I did videos, loaded them up to YouTube, and then I sent them out to all my students. And yes. they did it that way. Just because some people had kids, some yes. people did. I just thought mm. trying to do a live Zoom lesson yes. with them was just going to be impossible. Because mm. at the end of the day, it's supposed to be their art time. Yes. So I was doing these videos, which I found extremely stressful mm. because there was four of us in the house all trying to share space. And so I would have to do all my videos at the weekend when nobody was working. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> nobody was schooling or, or my husband wasn't you know, mm. doing all his meetings. So I was trying to squeeze them into the weekend. It didn't really feel very relaxing. relaxing. Yeah. And so what I found was, was that I was by the end of lockdown I was craving getting back into a classroom where I could just teach art rather than mm. have to think oh I've got to get this video and I've got yes, to set yes. up this this mm. contraption to video it mm. um, and I found that I really missed the fact that I was just doing that much art a week as well and also maybe seeing the people because it's all very well, well doing course, the video yes of and course. then then presumably showing you what they've done but you didn't actually yeah. see the process happening, did you? No, and I don't that, see that. that is, as yeah. a tutor, it's a very fulfilling part of the job, isn't it? To Absolutely. actually see the magic And the happening. sort of social side of yes. it as well. You know, you see mm. these people every week, they become, you know, part mm. of your life and Absolutely. not friends, but you, but they are in, yes. to all intents and purposes. They're part of you your see artistic them family. Yes, completely. And, so I know. did really miss um, that over that time. Um, so I love the fact that I've got all these creative hours in the week. Mm. Um, I might moan at half term and holidays where I'm like, oh, I've got to plan for the next, you yeah. know, got, mm. I've got six paintings to organise mm. for the next half a term or what have you. But of course, that forces me to be creative. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's like this week, it's half term and I can just, you know, mm. pick up a couple of hours here, a couple of hours there. And I, go, I usually have a couple of set days. So I'll have yes. two full days where I go, right, I'm not doing anything else. I'm just painting. Um, and I'll just throw things mm. around, throw ideas. Some things get half done, thrown in a cupboard and looked at a year later. Some of them will mm. turn into what, what I plan to teach over the, over the course of the term. But it keeps me creative far more than it ever Wonderful. did working digitally, which is... I, I think, it, well, it would to me as a... Mm. Um, strangely, I'm a very creative person as well, but in a slightly different way. But um, I think now you've got your own studio I think I'm right in saying you've kind of pushed the boundaries a bit more because you do lots of different things now, yes. don't you? I mean, I think you're into so, the knitting, crocheting, yes. maybe sewing so, machines, I don't know. It's all creative, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Yes. And what I found, so the art was going really well before we went into lockdown and then, of course, it took a bit of a dive. And then while I was off, or while I was off, while through lockdown, I thought, started thinking, right, how can I do other things Expanded. rather than just the art? And the thing about having my own place now, which was, by the way, built during lockdown in the middle of it, um, it means that I can experiment with different types of courses without having to worry about rent. Yes. So obviously it's, it's a, it feels like a luxury to me to have my own space, to have mm. somewhere where I can call my own to teach in. But it means that I can try out, like, so lino printing I had on yes. this morning, 
Um, I had four people booked into that. Um, if I had rented uh, a room in a church somewhere, I would be worrying about, is it going to be viable? Yes, Have I made enough absolutely. money? Yes, you know, should yes. I cancel it because there's not enough people? Or should I just yes. go ahead anyway and just swallow the loss? Yes. Whereas now I can put on a session and, and if two worry. people turn up, perfect. Yeah, two people turn matter. up, and, yeah. and I still enjoy it yes. as much as if mm. there was ten people in here. Not that I'd get ten people, but you know. So it it's nice to be able to experiment mm. with different things. So so my other loves are crafts, knitting. I've been knitting since my nan taught me when I was probably about seven or eight or something. See, I can knit and crochet, oh, yeah. but I don't know anybody else that can. I think oh, it is a well. well I know yes, you now. Yeah. No, when. I, my, well, anybody, any of my, my daughter's friends or anything, would, I mean, maybe it's having a resurgence now. It's but definitely, definitely good. having a resurgence. So um, my crochet classes especially are quite, yeah, they're really popular. That's so amazing. they tend to be very full. Um, well, I preferred crocheting over knitting yes. when I was younger because I felt you could, you could again, me wanting the end task. <laughs> yes, I, it's quicker. I, um, yes. I, I could get something I could yeah you know. so I learned to knit um, and knitted for years well I, I picked it up put mm. it down picked it up as you do mm. when I had children I was like, oh I'll make a cardigan um, so got into it again and then when I ruptured my Achilles in 2015 that's when I really took mm. off knitting again because it was basically that and painting yeah was all I could really sit and do mm. yeah so I started knitting again I did help Maria. Do you remember Maria from yes. Digital Skills? So I helped her with a with a with a knitting class she did right. at a community centre and I thought, oh this is interesting, you know, teaching knitting. So it was all it was all triggering ideas in my head. Um, during lockdown I taught myself to crochet. Right. Because so I've been meaning skill. to do it mm. for donkey's years and just not got round to it. So I found an online class and taught myself. So now I'm teaching crochet as well. Right. You've um, just reminded me of something that I used to teach in um, a community place. And I was teaching IT, but there was a lot of different cultures of people there. And I can remember there they would come in with their knitting yeah. and not be able to do it. And I would end up showing them <laughs> in the break. And I used to say, you know, like, where else? Yes. Do you come for an IT up. class <laughs> and then in the break get taught how to increase yeah. for sleeves? And yeah, well, it just goes and, to show, doesn't it? Most teachers, but most they people looked at me like teach. I was the Messiah because yes. nobody knew how to do these yes. skills. Yes. But obviously Maria did, but she wasn't teaching the class. Mm. And like you say, once something's in your blood, I just was picking up these these patterns and going, oh, you do this here, you do that. And it was like yeah. falling off a log. But yeah. I had forgotten that I could knit at that point. You Isn't know, that it, funny? Are you yeah. knitting now then? You got back I'm into it? not, no, but I know I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, half of it is finding the time, isn't it? it? Is and I must admit that I, I think busy people always... A bit, always busy mm. and always you know yes. like I've always got a project on the go so mm. right now I am what am I doing I'm making a cardigan like a crocheted cardigan mm. um, and I've got another uh, circular I don't know what they're called actually but it's supposed to hang on the wall and it's crocheting out from the middle Ooh. so I'm, gonna, I'm doing that so I've got like lots mm. of things and to be honest there's not a lot of time for it no. when you're teaching evening classes as well that no. kind of you know but there's always something, there's always something on the go. And I'm making a jumpsuit as well. 
Well, I will blow you away, Sam. <laughs> and the next time I see you, I'm going to bring in my crocheted tea cozy mm. and a crocheted cat jumper, both oh, of which made fantastic. when I was about nine. Oh, <laughs> and they still, and whenever a cat still... is unwell, the crocheted jumper goes on to keep them warm. Oh, <laughs> oh I like the idea. I might have to make it's my cats perfect. one of those. It's perfect. Mm. All with little squares so that right yeah. places for the arms. Very like, like that. Yeah. Lots of little squares of those. Yeah. But yeah. No, I Excellent. think when you have a creative, I think if I'm brutally honest, my creative skills come out in dancing. I would okay. go and do a ballet yeah. class. Mm. I would go and do a modern class, um, photography other things yeah. that I think I can sort of feel I can complete within that hour or whatever rather than an ongoing, ongoing project right. okay but yeah. I think when it's in your blood it's in your blood completely isn't it? yeah and there's so many different aspects of that could be creative like one of the ladies this morning came along going well I've come I've booked myself in for this lino printing she said but I can't draw and I said well don't worry you don't need to draw you know you just need to be able to perhaps trace an idea or something like that and then the lady next to her said, yes, but you make cakes and you decorate them and you do this and you do that. And she came up with a long list. Yes. And I went, well, that's creative. Yes. And of course, I wish she had put the two together. She's like, know, because I can't draw, cake. Yes. therefore I'm not creative. And I went, no, that's completely no. wrong. You're... I don't think people do join yes. the dots up sometimes, no, that's do right. they? No, I would spend hours making mm. a cake look beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. funny, isn't it? Yeah. So... From where you started, Sam, well, not that it's where you started, but you know, from your year of trying out all these things in your foundation to where you are now, don't you find it interesting that with a little bit of maturity comes the, I, I don't know if it's to say the guts, but the the ability to say, right, well, you know, let's run some art classes, let's see how it goes and from that you're now trying all these other little disciplines of that are spin-offs you know as you say yeah. lino printing mm. and um, crocheting knitting mm -hmm. is there anything else you do I'm not sure I don't know if um, I missed something so I started dressmaking more as well oh, right. so I yes. did that yes. so you see the mannequin in the corner yeah so a little pile of fabric up there which is all right. earmarked for different things that I'm going to make so I've always had a sewing machine. Yes. In fact, I took my sewing machine to be serviced last mm. year because I thought, right, I'm going to get back into sewing again. And I wanted to learn how to make clothes properly. So when mm. I was when I was doing that foundation course, we didn't do any proper, it was like, right. it, it was more about fashion design that yes. we did there. It wasn't like the nitty gritty of like, how no. do you actually pattern something together? So I wanted to learn how to do that, which I did with Nicolene Bailey right. um, this year. So I did two terms with her and now I'm off. I'm like, so amazing. Yeah. So I've got, um, that's sort of now my new craft baby, yes, really. That's perfect. what I'm really into at the moment and I keep buying loads of fabric. Um, but I mean, I did my GCSE in needlework. Oh, did you? And again, mm. you learn all these things of the different collars, the different shape collars, yeah. the different, different interfacing, the sleeves, yeah. the cuffs. And again, I can't imagine not knowing any of that stuff now. Yes. But because it's been with me for longer than it, it wasn't. Yeah. But and do you find that that sort of thing is just second nature? Absolutely. Like absolutely. Threading up a machine, yeah, oh I don't gosh. have to think about if it. If my it's daughter just, suddenly needs something, yeah. You I'll be like, go. oh, for goodness sake, okay, I'll just do it. 
And, um, no, <laughs> prom dress would be a bit much. But, you know, it's mm. always something that she needed, you know, yeah. that night when she's had yes. months to prepare for it. And, you know, but yeah. um, yes, I, 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 I would put all of those as, as life skills that one needs. But mm. it, it's amazing but how many people... How many people don't know how to do it. Don't yes, know how to do just, it. Uh, it's, it's very handy, isn't it? Yeah. So you're helping the London Borough of Bromley and beyond <laughs> yeah. upskill. Yes, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so they don't have to go to the dry cleaners. No, that's right. Spend a exactly. lot of money getting something taken up. Mm. <laughs> Maybe yes, once they yeah, know. Once absolutely. they know. Yeah. Well, I think it's amazing, Sam. I sit here in this room, and I'm. I, I think envious, yeah. <laughs> envious that you have created such a a calm, lovely environment for people to come into mm. and and be able just to be be with themselves and have their yeah. little time I mean again we we talk about mental health and all the things and all the stresses of life and and mm. this just Absolutely. I do have to boxes. pinch myself so I do realize how lucky I feel actually that I have been able to create this space because obviously otherwise I would still be carrying those bags every week to yeah. school and to church and what have you mm. um, so I feel incredibly lucky I've got this space and also to be fair it has to be said the support of a partner as well who yeah I yes I'm probably quite entrepreneurial and if he wasn't there I probably would have mm. done something but he's always there in the background giving me a shove going yes. no go on give it a go give it a go so that's that's been really helpful as well yes. sort of having because he's some he's also a graphic designer by trade so he I can bounce ideas off him and say, what do you think? Do you think this can work? And he'll always just mm. go, well, give it a go. And now, of yes. course, I can just give these things a go. But um, So the nitty-gritty of this company that you don't think is a company <laughs> or business that yeah. you don't think is a business, yeah. Artisan, um, you do the books for it yourself? Yes, yes. I do. Yes. So you, you put your, almost like a cash book, I guess. You yes, put what, I have what a, comes yeah. in, what goes out. Absolutely. End of the year, do you do your I books? I do my end of the year. Yeah, I do, yes, no, do. I do it all myself. And yeah. do you fill out your own um, your own tax, tax return? return. Then? Yes, right. I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Now, I know that lots of people wouldn't necessarily want I give to all do mine that. To an and we'll just go, yeah. I'll just pass it over. But um, it's probably a little bit of control that I yes. need to know. Yes. And I just... Basically, I have um, a spreadsheet that I built when I went freelance in 2002 right. in Excel, which was basically my income and expenses. Yes. Um, you know, I have a tab for each client. Yes. I've still got a few little clients on the go. And um, and then obviously Artisan has got his own big, yes. big part. Yes. Um, and so I'm constantly, all through the year, I'm constantly mm. like, whenever anything comes in or goes out, I'm in that spreadsheet, oh, updating it girl. the whole time. I try and do so, my monthly. But no, I literally, I'm very good at daily, not, weekly. No, not I would say probably weekly. Oh my god, you're so good. I would good. say weekly. Um, yes. So yeah, I'm just sort of keeping on top of it all the time. I don't like to let it go just no. because you know things don't Mine stay in my head. Only because I'm just doing my end of year. So I've done yes. my sort of April to no March to March April, to April yeah. and I'm trying to get that ready for the accountant. But I have got to now do, um, yeah, May. Yeah, well that's <laughs> yes, April and May. That's the thing, yes. isn't it? It's, it's receipts mm. and things like that. You know, I'm just like I just like to keep on top of those yes. and just make sure. Um, and I know I'm probably a bit old school because I know there's all sorts of apps out there that, oh, that now no. do it for you. But 
I'm happy with, you know, and I always tell people, when I teach Excel, I always say to people, you know, I often teach like just a very basic monthly budget Mm. sheet where you've got your income and your expenses. And Mm. I say to people, you know, the formula and everything that you put into those spreadsheets, you do them once and then it's there. So that spreadsheet that I built in 2002 It's the same one that I'm still using. But are you not refining it all these years oh, later? Absolutely. I sometimes think, so why didn't I do? Been, yes. And I now even have like, I know you don't need mileage for this, but I have all my mileage on my mm. sheet, which feeds into another sheet. So I don't even do yes. my mileage now. But that it all, took me, it took me yes. some years to click that. So I do yeah. think even though it does we evolve, consider ourselves I think, good at Excel, yeah. still... You find suddenly get new ways of moments, doing things. Don't you? Absolutely. I think I'm sure if I went back to my first few years, I'd be like, "Oh, that's a bit yeah. basic." Yes. And things have, you know, mm. evolved on, and you know, everything feeds through to a totals page yes. and all this sort of, you know. Yes. So you've got everything in one place. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, Sam, I've taken up way, way, way more time than I should have done. Three times as much time as I said. <laughs> so I'm going to go home now and do my um, my Excel accounts. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate all your input for our for our lovely students. <laughs> Pleasure. Thank you. Thank very much. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. For help with all your job searching needs, do visit one of our digital drop-in venues. On a Monday, we are open twelve thirty to three thirty p.m. at our Poverest Centre, and on a Tuesday, we are open ten a.m. to two p.m. at our Kentwood Centre. In our sessions, we offer free use of computers for job searching, advice on creating a winning CV, plus lots of short training courses to gain skills in the digital world. This podcast has been produced by Bromley Adult Education College. For full details of how we can support your return to work, visit our website www.baec.ac.uk and search for Digital Dropper. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to receive notifications of new episodes.